morning, good morning, and welcome to the BSA Capital Five Minute Morning Miner on Thursday, the 4th of August. Uh, a lot of people are on holiday, so maybe you're listening to this whilst you're lying on the beach, lapping up the sun. Well, I think it's too hot in Europe at the moment. It's in the high 30s, early 40s sort of thing. That's just too hot. Anyway, Paul, you're not lapping up the sun. You're not lying by a swimming pool. You're not drinking a pina colada. You're busy out there catching up all the news in the mining sector, aren't you? That's a, that is correct. Uh, I sure am. Yeah, that's what we like to hear from the staff at VSA Capital. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you there's quite a lot of itsy bitsy stuff. Actually, I tell you, we should probably start with Glencore because that's the big FTSE stock in the UK. So why don't you talk through their interims, which they released this morning? Yes, and they are worth talking about uh, simply because of how much better the earnings are have been in, on a year on year basis for Glencore. Uh, revenue was up over 40% to $134 billion uh, with attributable, attributable uh, income for shareholders uh, came down to the bottom line at $12.1 billion. Earnings per share up 820% year-on-year to $0.92 cents a share. And cash generated was up 155% to $18.3 billion, which allowed them to pay down debt by 62% to $2.3 billion. They had indicated, though, that they have seen the inflationary cost rises here, and they did give individual uh, breakouts here as to the um, uh, mineral commodities they sell as far as the current costs here. Unit costs on copper, $0.54 cents a pound. Zinc at nine cents a pound or 48 cents a pound if you uh, remove any gold uh, out of the concentrates uh, attributable revenues. Nickel uh, was $3.70 a pound on uh, production cost and thermal coal at $75 a ton. And they do expect that these numbers will continue to rise for the rest of the year. So uh, the margins will shrink from these numbers reported here is the best way to put it. Uh, the summary press release also didn't say anything about what they were going to do as far as the dividend is concerned. But uh, given these strong numbers, uh, it's a safe bet, I would say, that the dividend will rise. Yeah, look, I mean, the market's knocked it off a few pence this morning, um, but the stock's obviously had a huge rally um, from its sort of lows um, at the COVID sort of crash, where it fell almost to a pound, up to above five pounds, the key sort of IPO level, uh, currently trading sort of 430-something, um, 440p maybe. Uh, actually, I think it looks pretty interesting. Uh, I think the, the mining sector is, is due a bit of a rally. But as you say, they are all reporting that there are cost increases, which is squeezing their margin. We had exactly the same actually out of sentiment today, also at interims. You know, really good results. Uh, but again, just warning slightly that the costs of production are going up. Sentiment's actually up a tiny fraction, um, but is well down again from its highs. Um, but well, well down from its highs. It got up, you know, sentiment, if you think about it, it got up to, I think, 250p or something. It's now down to 80p. Uh, so it's quite a difficult stock. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the story of the big picture, isn't it, really, Paul, for, for mining, is that it's all doing pretty well, but there is this cost squeeze that's going on. But as a sector, I think mining looks pretty attractive at the moment because the valuations are not expensive. 
That's true, and also the uh, mining sector is one of the ones that is going to grow, is going to grow at uh, at compounded rates from what we've seen in prior decades here because of the electrification of the economy. These things have to be mined in order to get them up out of the ground to, to be used. So I think uh, price premiums are going to be much more um, evident here as the decade goes forward. As they say, there's no such thing as a new paradigm, but this is a new paradigm. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving swiftly on, uh, what else do you want to talk about, Paul? Oh, we have to talk about uh, here Galileo Resources, I think. Aim quoted Zambia Explorer. They've got a 3,000 meter drill program underway now on their Luan Sobe um, copper uh, deposit. That's a historically drilled uh, find of sediment hosted copper in Zambia. And what they're doing in this program is uh, twinning holes and also putting in infill holes so that they can bring the, that uh, historic mineralization into a compliant uh, resource. The grades are uh, commercially viable as they already know from the historic uh, drilling, uh, grades above 1% copper relatively near surface here. So it's now a question uh, as far as what they can develop as far as total volumes are concerned in my view. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Also, there's a bit of a news which I think could be quite interesting out from the Thai government, isn't there? Uh, they're trying to uh, improve the domestic mining industry to, to help tech metals and to help the Thai economy. And we've obviously dabbled away at that a little bit, haven't we, Paul? Um, and you've got people like Metal Tiger out there, haven't you, which should benefit from that? Well, I don't know if Metal Tiger will benefit from that or not. Uh, they had a project there in uh, Thailand there a decade ago, but uh, I don't think they have any interest in that particular um, or formal interest in that deposit any longer. The Thai announcement by the Prime Minister is a statement of intent as opposed to a formal document like uh, Quasi Quarteng uh, uh, released here in the UK uh, here this last week, but it is a similar sort of a statement uh, that that they do intend to domestically en enable and, and uh, influence uh, more mine production in, in, and uh, midstream uh, processing activity in Thailand as a result of this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Kwasi Kwarteng, as you say, announced the, the UK critical metals paper, uh, and we've obviously publicly given our, our comments upon that. It's interesting, I've spoken to quite a few people involved in the space who actually agreed with our comments. And, you know, yes, it's great the government has actually realised there is a critical metal situation, um, but the fact they really haven't done the research properly and they don't understand about the money going in um, is highly disappointing. I mean, it's a step in the right in the right direction, um, but unfortunately it just shows, you know, if you really want to get things done, governments don't make it happen, right? Investors make it happen. It's money. That's what drives things. Um, governments are absolutely useless at doing this sort of thing. Um, they are hopeless. They don't understand stock markets. They don't support stock markets. And yet it's stock markets that actually drive economies. If you think about why UK is in such a good position at the moment, because companies are reporting better results you'd expect when you think what the macro picture looks like, it's because the stock market funded all of the UK over the two years of COVID. Go back to the British Empire. You know, the reason the British were able to build the empire was because our stock market was funding all the companies that was going out and building the empire. And it is critical that we have vibrant stock markets. At the moment, the London Stock Exchange is an absolute disaster. 
uh, it is desperate that we have competition to the London Stock Exchange to make it perform a bit better. Sorry, I've gone right off track here, and it nothing to do with mining, but you just somehow got wound up there, and it's something that I feel very passionate about, Paul. Uh, any other any other mining views you want to discuss? <laughs> Too bad you don't feel strongly about these things. <laughs> uh, did want to give a quick mention to Botswana Diamonds, the aim quoted South Africa and Botswana Diamond Explorer. Uh, they put out uh, some news on their Thorny River uh, uh, property there in South Africa where they have uh, completed the uh, current drilling program uh, of uh, 12 holes and they have as a result found uh, two more kimberlite blows along the uh, historic uh, diamond producing structure and just to inform investors a blow is a widening of a fissure uh, kimberlite occurrence into a more uh, uh, tubular uh, shape or uh, uh, or shoot shape uh, as opposed to just a fracture. Okay, let's call it a day there, Paul. I mean, there is quite a lot of news flying around, all sorts of little things. Um, if you want to know um, uh, on any particular subject, uh, then do uh, just email us directly or direct messages. Uh, also, if you want us to talk about something one day, then do just say, can you talk about this? And we will. But on that note, uh, have a happy Thursday. Very good. See you then.